gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to my Two Cents Podcast, episode 71, which is entitled Be Smarter. I am your host, G2, and before I get into the topics today, let me read off the National Food Days of the Week. Today being Sunday, April the 24th, it is Pigs in a Blanket Day. Tomorrow, April 25th, Zucchini Bread Day. And also, Crotilla Day. Crotilla is a croissant mixed with a tortilla, so that's what that is. April the 26th is Pretzel Day, April the 27th. Prime Rib Day, April the 28th, Blueberry Pie Day, April the 29th, Shrimp Scampi Day, and then April 30th, Oatmeal Cookie Day, as well as Raisin Day. Now, to get off with the first topic of today, I wanted to give an update for the accident that happened in Florida uh, last month where the 14-year-old boy uh, died from a uh, ride of an amusement park. This comes from CBS. It says safety sensors on seat of teen killed on thrill ride were manually adjusted in unsafe way. The 14-year-old boy who died after falling from a thrill ride in Florida last month was in a seat that had previously been manually adjusted in a way that was that made the ride unsafe. A report released this week by forensic investigators found Quest Engineering and Failure Analysis report found that the adjustment to the seat that Tyree Sampson fell from prevented safety sensors from shutting the ride down, even though the space between the seat and the harness was way too wide. The report confirmed our department's finding that an operator of the Orlando Drop Tower made manual adjustments to the ride, resulting in it being unsafe. Florida Commissioner of Agriculture and Consumer Services, Nikki Fried, said at a press conference Monday. Neither Fry nor the report specified when the sensors were changed or who specifically made the adjustments. The ride did not experience any kind of mechanical or electronical failure, Quest investigation found. According to the report, two safety lights that are meant to emulate once the seat's harness is secured in a certain position must be activated for the ride to operate. The gap between Samson's seat and the harness were found to be over twice as big as the average gap in 27 of the other seats on the ride. But due to the adjustments that have been made to the plate that houses the proximity sensors, the safety lights were still emulated, allowing the ride to operate normally. The investigation concluded that the pad been in its original position, the space between Samson's seat and the closed harness would have been the same as the other 27 seats on the rise. The report also noted that the gap between the seats and the harness can expand another three inches when enough force is applied, meaning the gap between Samson's seats and the harness could have been as large as 10 inches while the ride was operating. Testing during the investigation found that two individuals with similar height and weight as Samson were able to slip through the resistant opening without any assistance. That was reported in March that the harness for Samson's seat was still in a down and locked position when the ride stopped. So basically, the guy, uh, somebody on the machine messed with it and he fell out of it, but the lights still emulated, the lights still allowed it, the machine still went on with how it was supposed to go instead of 
like dinging off that A.O. the right can't go on. So what I got from this was that the mother's going to sue the place. The mother's going to get some money, and that's about it. That's the only thing that can be done. It's going to be a civil suit, and I don't think nobody's going to be pressed with like criminal charges for this because, again, I don't see it happening. So the mother of Tyree Sampson, the family of Tyree Sampson, is going to be getting some money from this from a civil suit. That's why I see this eventually playing out. I wish that Tyree was still here so he can live his life. He was only 14 years old. It's crazy whenever you hear about uh, things like this goes down and um it's it's real real tragic but again uh well wishes to the family of Tyree Sampson I hope they are able to uh pull themselves together and at least take it one day at a time with an unfortunate situation like this occurs and uh again well wishes to the family of Tyree Sampson and also anybody that was affected by this friends uh close relatives besides the family like cousins nieces nephews and all that type of stuff but again um wishes and prayers up to Tyree Sampson's family. Um, I want to give you guys this. This comes from USA Today, and it reads, Someone needs to be responsible. Tennessee bill requires drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill parents. This was established on Thursday, as it reads, a bill in Tennessee that would require drunk drivers who kill the parents of a minor to pay child support unanimously passed the state Senate on Wednesday. The bill requires anyone convicted of vehicular homicide due to intoxication or aggravated vehicular homicide when the victim is the parent of a minor child to pay restitution for each child until they are 18 and have graduated high school. Courts are charged with determining the amount of child support on a case-by-case basis in the bill, depending on the circumstances of the children and their living guardians. If a defendant is unable to pay while incarcerated, they will have one year after being released to begin payment. A parent is responsible for the education and upbringing of that child, and when then that parent removed from the home over something so, in my opinion, foolish, where we drink and drive and take the life of an innocent then someone needs to be responsible for the upbringing of those children, State Representative Mark White, a Republican, told WREG-TV. The bill was also known as Bentley's Law after a child in Missouri whose parents were killed in an accident involving a drunk driver, according to the news reports. Cecilia Williams is now raising her orphaned grandchild and has advocated for the bill. Lacey Newton 25, her fiancé, Cordell Williams, 30, and their four-month-old son, Cordell Sean Michael Williams, were killed in in April 2021 when they were rear-ended, forcing their vehicle off the road into a tree, which it also caught on fire. Police said David Gross Thurby was charged while driving while intoxicated. See, I don't have no problem with this. I'm surprised this stuff didn't happen before. But now that it has to happen, I want everybody to please be smarter. First of all, you should always be smarter. If you're going to drink, please don't drive. If you feel intoxicated, you need to call somebody or call an Uber or just call a friend or relative or somebody to come pick you up and take you home. And then guess what? When you get sobered up the next day, hey, you got to go back to get your vehicle or some of that magnitude. You should never ever drink and drive. Now, if you do drink and drive, at least in Tennessee, you're going to have to pay restitution to that family member that uh, you killed in their child until they're 18 and graduated out of high school. Now, I have no problem with this. I hope other states uh, take this up as well, because this is something that needs to be um, 
I think this should be nationwide, if I'm going to be honest with you. Because we always get the... There, there's always been commercials since I was a small child to say, don't drink and drive. There, anything can happen to you. There's always that one commercial of... Uh, There'll be a beer can, and then it transforms into a car, and it runs off, and then it hits something, and it always says, don't drink and drive. And there's always other uh, commercials of somebody walking out of a bar, a little tipsy, getting into their car, driving, and then they get pulled over by officers. There's multiple commercials for don't drink and don't drive. There's multiple of them, but we always get people drinking and driving. There's always that happening. As a matter of fact, it says, on average, 28 people are killed in drunk driving crashes every day in the United States, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. That makes more than 10,000 people killed each year. See? So right there, we always get those commercials. So now, I think people understanding that, hey, if you happen to drink and drive, and you happen to kill somebody now that has a child, you're going to have to pay them constantly until they're 18 and older for each child. So if somebody got eight children, boy, you are going out the wazoo paying that up. So just let this be a lesson. Please be smarter. If you're going to drink, please stay inside your home and drink or stay inside wherever you are to drink. That's one. And two, please don't drink and drive because if you do and you happen to kill somebody that has children, one, you're going to have to pay up. Two, if you don't have the money for it, you're going to go to jail. And then guess what? You're going to get out of jail. You got one year to start making payments. So you're still going to be paying either way. Just please be smart about it. Please, for the love of God, do not drink and drive, obviously. But if no, there's no but if if you drink and drive. Just know what's going to happen to you now, at least in Tennessee. And hopefully, I hope every other state looks at this, looks into it, and get along with it. Because personally, I would love to see that be a nationwide thing. Like, you got to be 21 to drink. That should be a part of that as well. But again, that's just my uh, two cents on that matter. Now on to an updated uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. Um, This week, we have gotten... Johnny Depp's side, Johnny Depp was taking the trial, he stood, well, he sat and talked to everybody, he talked to the lawyers, he talked to the people in the courtroom about his relationship between him and Amber Heard and all that stuff. As this information is coming from Yahoo Entertainment, they, Johnny Depp was up there Tuesday, and in his deposition, he recalled uh, Amber Heard's accusations of uh, going through the entertainment industry about him. He says that abuse allegations then made its way through media, social media become quite a global, let's say, fact, and he put emphasis on that, if you will. And since I knew that there was no truth to it whatsoever, I felt it my responsibility to stand up, not only for myself in that instance, but stand up for my children. He declared, Depp said his two children, who were 16 and 14 at the time, respectively, when Heard brought the allegations against their father, I thought it was diabolical that my children would have to go to school and have their friends or people in the school approach them with the infamous People magazine cover with Miss Heard with a dark bruise on her face, and then it just kept multiplying. Depp continued. It just kept getting bigger and bigger, so it was my responsibility. I felt not only to attempt to clear my name for the sake of many reasons, but I wanted to clear my children of this horrid thing that were having to read about their father, which was untrue. Depp added, my goal is the truth. I had to wait for my opportunity to address the charges, which were criminal charges, and they just weren't true. So I felt the responsibility of clearing the record the only way that I could get to the point where I could speak, he explained, calling the last six years trying times. 
Depp said he went from Cinderella to Quasimodo overnight. I didn't deserve that, nor did my children, he continued. I didn't want any of those people to believe that I had done them wrong or lied to them or that I was a fraud. I pride myself on honesty. I pride myself on truth. The truth is the only thing I'm interested in. He added, today is my first opportunity to speak about this case in full for the first time. After his opening statement, Depp started talking about his childhood abuse. He and his siblings suffered at the hands of his mother. His sister previously testified about the physical and emotional abuse they suffered and how Depp vowed never to repeat the violence. She had the ability to be as cruel as anybody could be, Depp said of his mother, who passed away in 2016. They reconciled before her death. The actor said his mother would fling an ashtray at him, beat him with a high heel shoe, a telephone, whatever is handy. The actor started to talk about his relationship with her, whom he first met when she was auditioning for The Rum Diary in 2010. It was as if she was too good to be true. She was attentive. She was loving. She was smart. She was kind. She was funny. We had many things in common, Depp recalled. He said he saw signs of trouble about a year into relationship in 2013. Depp gave one example explaining how it was routine that Heard would take his shoes off when he came home at the end of the day one time he took them off himself and she was visibly stricken and upset that i had broken the rules of her routine i thought that's strange he recalled but deb's legal team didn't want to dive into their volatile relationship just yet he was then asked to address some of the explicit text messages that can be read in court many of which heard a c word in one exchange he said hoped the actress rotting corpse is decomposing in the effing trunk of a honda civic i apologize depp declared i am ashamed by some of the references made i am embarrassed that at the time the heat of the moment the heat of pain that i was feeling went to dark places the actor admitted he has dark humor words are used to emphasize and words are used to express what you're feeling at the time it's just like growing up you learn from those mistakes you move forward he said i tend to be quite expressive in my writing and after the unfortunate words of Miss Heard made their way into my heart and my head, those are two very opposing things. So you're trying to find the best way to express something to a friend. Sometimes you're exaggerating something that you've done just to make him understand that I'm on planet question mark here. I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm in the situation and I don't know that it cannot continue, Depp said. Now, Depp will go more and more into his situation on Tuesday, but I want to get you into something about Wednesday. And this is also coming from Yahoo Entertainment. As the raised Amber Heard admits to hitting Johnny Depp and recording calls him an effing baby. Johnny Depp's testimony continued on Wednesday afternoon with more bombshell revelations about his marriage to Amber Heard after lunch. The 58-year-old returned to the stand and described in detail about multiple times he was allegedly abused during the staircase incident. The actor claimed Heard roundhouse punched him in the cheek. Amber Heard's sister stepped in front of Amber, facing Amber to stop, he alleged. The court then heard a recording of Heard and Depp arguing in which he admits to starting a physical fight with the actor. In the audio, you can hear Amber tell Depp, I didn't punch you, I was hitting you. It was not punching you. You didn't get punched, you got hit. I did not effing deck you, I was effing, I was hitting you. The actress can be heard saying, but you're fine, I did not hurt you, you're an effing baby, you are such a baby, grow the eff up, Johnny. What was just played on audio recordings was very much the tone, the aggravation, and the attitude, the need for the fight from Miss Heard, Depp said afterward. 
The actor spoke about another fight Heard supposedly instigated when she started scratching Depp in December 2015. He admitted to trying to restrain her and that there was accidental content contact, but not a headbutt, as she has claimed. There was some kind of contact with our heads, with our foreheads, as would happen when you're trying to calm someone like that, Depp testified. That's when she accused me of headbutting her and broke breaking her nose. There was no blood. I didn't hit her nose. Depp said he retreated and Heard came into the room several minutes later. The actor said he went into placation mode and asked to see her alleged injury, but she wouldn't show it to him. When Heard disposed of the Kleenex she was holding to her lip, Depp said he picked it up out of the trash bin and realized it was nail polish, not blood. Depp testified about two other volatile incidents, one on her birthday in April 2016, which he believes resulted in human feces being dumped in their marital bed, and a final fight on May 21st, 2016. It's the last of 14 times Heard claimed she was abused. However, on that night, Depp said he was 20 feet away from the actress when she put on a performance and claimed she was being hit by the actor. That was the last time I saw Miss Heard until she asked me to break the restraining order and to talk to her in July late later. Depp said he did not elaborate. Another recording was played of Heard telling Depp, I hope to God Jack's stepfather teaches him more about being a man as the actor wasn't one. Depp testified on Wednesday about Heard's non-existent relationship with his two children, revealing his daughter, Lily Rose, wouldn't even come to their wedding due to many reasons. When asked how often Heard brought this, brought his two children into their arguments, Depp replied, too often. My kids are far more intelligent than I am, and they refuse to be around her anymore, he explained. They didn't like the way she treated me, which was written in a very elegant letter by my daughter, actually to Miss Heard. Depp learned of Heard's domestic violence allegations on May 27, 2016, which is, in fact, my daughter's birthday. I had saw that she had gone to a court. There were paparazzi everywhere, he said, calling out an apparent mark on her face. It also appeared to be the day that Alice in Wonderland 2 was opening, and that's the day that she chose to go to the courthouse to get a TRO, a temporary restraining order, against me. When asked about the impact the allegations had on him, Depp replied, I felt sick. There was no truth in it. He said he was very confused and very hurt by Heard's treachery. I don't know if she wanted me to just be erased or drop dead or just let me stick around and allow her to ruin my life for a while and get out of her way to shame me and hurt my kids. He added, saying the accusations have controlled my every waking second. Heard and Depp settled their divorce in August 2016. According to the actor, he wanted to fight it because... Her abuse claims were false, but he agreed to settle at the advice of his legal team. The couple issued a joint statement at the time. Our relationship was intensively passionate and at the time volatile, but always bond by love. Neither party has made false allegations for financial gains. There was never an intent of physical or emotional harm. Amber wishes the best for Johnny in the future. That was the joint statement at the time whenever their uh, divorce was settled. When asked if he ever assaulted her, the actor replied, never. When asked if he ever sexually assaulted the actress, Depp replied, never. Certainly not. He said he's lost nothing less than everything because of her false claims, which were reiterated in her 2018 Washington Post 
opted and effectively blacklisted him from the industry. See, that was Wednesday. And then we get Amber Heard's uh, attorneys on Thursday grilling Johnny Depp as he was on, well, still on stand. And they brought up the text messages and show video of Johnny Depp's substance abuse. And this is coming from USA Today. Text messages between Heard and Depp, family members and friends were brought up often while Depp was on the stand to point out patterns of drug and alcohol use and how the substances affected his relationship with Heard. I, of course, pounded and displayed ugly colors to Amber on a recent journey, Depp said in a text message to a friend, the actor Paul Bittany. I believe Paul Bittany is Vision in Avengers in July 2013, which was shown to jurors. I am an insane person and not so fair-headed after too much of the drink, Depp continued. Weed, pills, fine. Booze, my capacity is too large and I won't stop ugly and sad oh how i love it one exchange between him and a colleague described the relationship between him and her being better while Depp was not using controlled substances we've been perfect all i had to do was send the monster away a text from Depp red herd's lawyer also focused on another exchange that year between Depp and bitney in which Depp wrote let's burn amber bitney responds Having thought it through, I don't think we should burn Amber. Dex text, well, Depp text, let's drown her before we burn her. A text between Depp and David Heard, Amber Heard's father, from December 2015, was displayed in court. In the message, Depp apologized to David for going too far in a previous fight between her, Heard and himself. I cannot and will not excuse my part inside these dramas, Depp wrote to Heard's father. But I can promise you with all confidence, they will never happen again. He wrote that in all caps. My most sincere apologies if I've let you down. Depp responded on the stand. It doesn't say physical fight. Fights can be arguments. In addition to text, a video that heard recorded of a conversation between herself and Depp was shown in which Depp can be slamming cabinet doors in his kitchen and pouring himself a large glass of wine. I did assault a couple cabinets, but I did not touch Ms. Heard, as you can see, Depp said. When asked by Heard's attorney if his behavior could have been perceived as intimidating, Depp said if Heard was intimidated, why was she filming? If she was scared to death, why didn't she leave? Uh, Heard's attorney also brought up Depp's friendships with Elton John, who Depp said was helping him get sober, and Marilyn Manson, who has had uh, several Abuse allegations against him, including one of his ex-fiancee, Evan Rachel Wood. Depp confirmed his friendship with Manson in court, adding that the two often did drugs together. We've drank together. We've had cocaine together. Maybe a couple of times, Depp said. I once gave Marilyn Manson a pill so that he would stop talking so much. To further bring doubt to Depp's claims that he was not a problematic drinker at the time, Heard's attorney then showed the jurors a text that Depp had sent to musician Patti Smith regarding a visit to New York City in 2014 in which he recounted fighting with Heard, getting drunk, and being so disappointed in himself. Heard's lawyers argued that Heard's opinion piece was accurate and did not defame Depp, saying that the actor's ruined reputation was due to his own bad behavior. See, this is what I'm saying right here. Nobody knows the truth except heard and Depp and everything else. Now, videos and audio can show you as audio has been played, not just by me, but you can find it on YouTube. You can find it anywhere else. I've heard basically uh, 
playing with Johnny Depp and not playing as in good way, like really like instigating him or as people would now say gaslighting Johnny Depp. And that's not a good thing. Whenever you're in a relationship and you know that it's not good, people, please step out of it. Please know that you're not in a good space just because somebody might think that they're in a good space or somebody might say that, hey, this is what we do. There's a difference between this is what you guys do as in this is arguing day to day basis. And then whenever you guys are in a space where you start punching cabinet doors, you start kicking uh, doorways, you start kicking and beating up your doors, basically start destroying your home. That means you guys are in a catastrophic like class action like situation like, yo, you got to separate from her. He, she got to separate from you. This whole thing needs to be broken apart. As I said last week, the therapist was the, I believe the therapist the most. She believes that both of them have plays a part in this and that more than less Amber Heard was the more dominant person in the relationship because as the therapist said last week, she mentioned how Johnny Depp couldn't talk in their sessions and then whenever he tried, Depp would overtalk him and then whenever there would be a one-on-one conversation between the therapist and Johnny Depp, Depp was able to get his points across and he spoke so nicely, so elegantly, and so profound that the therapist said basically in the court that, hey, yo, those two together, not great. She's a more dominant one. But whenever he was actually able to get his point across, he did. He was not threatening. He was non-violence. So in my personal opinion, I personally believe that Amber Heard has done certain things to Johnny Depp that Johnny Depp has associated to what basically his mother did to him back in his time. Because again, as a man, and I have never experienced this, but I have seen people experience this and I've seen movies and televisions like pinpoint on this it's called mommy issues when your mother has done something to you you hold on to that and you hold on to that feeling and you know what that feeling is years down the line as a man we're not we're told to always hold in our emotions don't ever let it seep out and that's what men do we hold in our emotions we don't say nothing we always hold back and yada 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 you know the whole spiel and it's never ever been like publicize how a man can be abused by his partner in a relationship by a female partner it's never ever been like really put out there on front street like with a magnifying glass it's never ever been that a uh, situation i think johnny depp's situation is the first time people are really looking at it and people are really starting to like get on the side of a man getting abused by a woman whether it be uh verbal abuse or even like actionable abuse this is the first time I've seen women literally pop out the world where can say, hey, yo, I've been on this side. I know what Johnny Depp's talking about, and Amber Heard's a monster for this. I've seen it on social media sites. I've been seeing it, and I was even part of it last year when I even played a clip. Uh, no, it was an audio uh, clip, audio recording of Amber Heard, and she's talking about how nobody in the media will believe her beating up on Johnny Depp and all that type of stuff. And people remember that. And I'm glad people remember that because guess what? This is the time for it. I hope that they play that clip back because now Johnny Depp's able to speak about it in publicly. And I know Johnny Depp doesn't want to have to, uh, he doesn't want to recount his terrible eyes uh, early years because who as an adult wants to talk to the public and say, hey, yo, I had a terrible uh, livelihood, especially when you were a big megastar as Johnny Depp. And you always were kept secret. You're 
public life was always kept secret. Johnny Depp, to me, is like one of those guys that were in Hollywood where you never really heard much about him. Like, sure, you'll get like paparazzi take a photo of him here and there, but like story-wise, you never really heard nothing about Johnny Depp. There's a categorized of celebrities of who you would never hear nothing about. You don't hear nothing about Meryl Streep. You don't hear nothing about um, Denzel Washington. You never hear nothing about uh, Julia Roberts. You don't hear nothing about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, except for, like, he's dating younger women. But, like, that goes with the territory with Leonardo DiCaprio. Also, since this whole episode is called uh, Be Smarter, ladies and gentlemen, there's a big age gap between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, if you haven't noticed it. Johnny Depp is 58, about to go 59. Johnny Depp is 22 to 23 years older than Amber Heard. Amber Heard has just turned 36. So there's a 23 to 22 age difference here. That's a whole person's literal time span from them being a baby all the way to uh, exiting out of college if you went from high school directly into college. That's a whole 22 to 23 years right there. I don't understand the parallels. I don't understand the connections of an older person dating somebody that is that much younger than you. I would never get that paradigm. Now, if you happen to do what Leonardo DiCaprio has always done, he's always dated younger girls, and he's never ever married any of them, I would say do that. Even though you're still playing a dangerous game with that when you're dating somebody younger than you, and you're just out there to have fun, you're still doing something dangerous because things could happen, and there always could be some type of uh, rumors getting out. Leonardo's only one bad person from him being in Johnny Depp's situation, to be honest, but thank God Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't had none of that situation, so I'm not wishing any of that on Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm just saying, people, if you're going to mess around with somebody younger than you, do not get married. Have that be a fling type deal, like a booty call type deal. But other than that, for the love of God, just cut it off. If you have no stake in going long term with them, which you shouldn't, just cut it off. Make your uh, situations known up front. Hey, yo, me and you only here for a booty call situation. We're going to just have fun. We're not going to have any type of uh, strict type situations on us. Just let that person know, and it'd be good. I think more in the stance that I think a man and a woman can do that, which I mean like an older man and a younger woman, because that has been publicized in the world so much on television, movies, and in social media so much. We've got like desensitized to that. And with a younger woman, well, with an older woman and a younger man, a cougar style, uh, still, I believe a woman should tell a man that up front, and I believe that the young man should tell the woman that up front, too. Hey, I'm not looking for nothing serious. If you just want me to be a booty call, do that. Again, do not date somebody 22 to 23 years younger than you and think that it's going to be a long-term deal. Don't do that. Just have it be a short-term deal. Please do that for all you athletes out there as well. Please, for the love of God, be careful. You guys need to be careful, too. And please do not be sending out videos or photos of yourself and your girlfriends out there to anybody that you might be uh, close to or that you think your girl might be talking to. Because I'm talking about Von Miller. Von Miller, from this week on TMZ, it has been reported that um, he is now getting sued by a former uh, girlfriend of his. The lawsuit that the girl identified as Jane Doe in the filing has stated that they were dating in 2020 when they allegedly took personal and private photos together during sexual acts 
with the understanding they would never be shared. According to TMZ, the lawsuit claims the first message was sent on May 7th, 2020, alleging saying this is the explicitive you want. You can have her, dog. And what they're saying is that Von Miller sent this to two well-known celebrities. And apparently Von Miller, I think, got jealous and things that they wanted his girl at the time. And he basically sent uh, photos of him and her uh, in a sexual act and basically trying to say, hey, this is the type of girl that you want. You can have her. You can have her. Basically not doing a good thing. So Von Miller, if you did do that, for the love of God, what? Uh, that was so dumb. It's dumb. Athletes, please be smarter than this. If you and a woman, or you and your partner, because certain athletes are in the closet and they'll never say it, let me just make that perfectly clear there. If whoever you're dating or whoever you're in a relationship with, please, please, please don't be that dumb as Von Miller. Please don't be that dumb. If you guys are in a relationship, you're in a relationship, do not send photos to a person that you think that your partner might be talking to or whoever and out of jealousy. I understand that's part of uh, human brain, we're going to get jealous, we're going to be uh, upset if you think that your partner is talking to somebody else, that's the part of the human conditioning, however, sending uh, explicit photos of you and your partner in bed together to somebody, that's not good, especially now, that's called revenge porn, and that's exactly what she's suing, suing him for, is uh, revenge porn, so I don't know if she's looking for any type of money at this specific time, but she is suing him for that, and hopefully athletes will take note of this and be like, yep, I don't need to have this, and I won't be sending no photos to nobody. Again, you and this person didn't act together. You guys had sex. You guys did these things with the hope that it would stay between you two, and you violated that. I'm not saying that you did. I'm saying that the lawsuit's saying that you did, and I'm always going on the side of playing both sides. If you did do it, Ayo, you shouldn't have known better. Now you got to pay up for it, my G. If you didn't, I don't know what she's looking out for this. It always can save money because this is more of a civil suit type situation. So money more than less will probably be the thing. I'm not sure how much she's trying to squeeze out of you. I know how much uh, a woman is trying to squeeze out of Trey Songs because again, this was reported this week. Trey Songs was getting, uh, I believe, $5 million or no, I believe it's five million. Trey Songs is getting uh hit up for five million because a woman uh is not saying she has a video of Trey Songs uh exposing her breast whenever they were in 2013 at a party. And this is also coming from TMZ. Trey Songs has a news accuser, a woman whose attorneys are demanding he pay for allegedly groping their client, and they say the video makes their case a slam dunk. The demand letter obtained by TMZ was fired off to Songs and his attorneys Thursdays by attorneys George Verbeck and Ariel Mitchell on behalf of their client, Megan Johnson, who they allege was sexually assaulted by Trey during a party back in August 2013. They say Johnson was at an event called Foxwoods Liquid Sundays with Trey Songs at the Foxwoods Resort Casino in Connecticut, and it was there they claimed that Megan encountered Trey in the VIP tent. According to the letter, Johnson was having a friend take a photo of her, but in that moment, they alleged Trey came up from behind and pulled her breasts from 
pulled her breast out from her bikini top and then chanted titties in the open four different times. In the video, you can see a woman who they claim is Johnson quickly reached under to cover her chest in embarrassment. While Megan appears to have laughed at all, the attorneys claim she was humiliated and the incident caused lasting damage, including severe emotional distress and self-harm. The attorneys say Megan was recently triggered by Trey's Vegas case, which was recently dropped by attorneys. Well, by authorities, the lawyers say they will drop the case if Trey settles for near a $5 million. They're giving Trey until May 5th to respond. See, so there you go. Trey has to pay up north to $5 million for exposing a girl's breast at a party in 2013. That's almost a whole, a whole complete decade since that thing has happened. Now, my whole thing with that situation is... If she was that emotional distraught, that emotional damaging at that time, she should have did something. But since a case brought back emotional distress for her, she decides to now send a letter to Trey Songs for $5 million, up worth north of $5 million for him to basically pay her off so this will basically go away. This is what I have a problem with. I have a problem with that because you waited almost a decade for this to come out. You should have did it right then and there. As soon as that happened, yeah, sure, yuck it up, laugh it up, because apparently that's part of a thing that people do whenever they feel embarrassed and they don't want to, like, ruin the mood at the time. They just laugh about it, and then they hide in the corner, and then they cry about it, all that type of stuff. I get it. Human emotions. Fine. Got you. But for you to wait a decade, I just can't deal with it. I can't personally. I don't know how Trey's going to deal with it. He'll probably get some, like, big shot attorneys to deal with this to take care of this he'll probably pay a little something because that video got you bro you got that video got you i saw the video on tmz they still have it on tmz right now where they you can see trey songs literally coming up and basically pulling her top and saying titties i mean it's right there on tmz dog you're right there so i think trey is probably gonna get some high power pricey attorneys to take care of that situation he'll probably pay a little bit but he's gonna make he's gonna have to pay for that so again Actors, entertainers, whether it be athletes, uh, sports, well, athletes are, are sports, but musicians, whatever you are in entertainment, please be smarter. Please make better choices for yourself, because if not, you'll end up either in a Johnny Depp situation with dealing with somebody that's younger than you in an emotional relationship, and you'll probably get abused, but you probably won't say nothing, because obviously, as a man, we don't. Or you'll end up being a Von Miller, you'll be jealous in a relationship with somebody, be jealous, send some photos that is constitution of the revenge porn that you shouldn't be sending to nobody or you'll do something like trey songs who was young at the time dumb and young and he did something extremely dumb and now he has to basically pay for it almost a decade later for it literally pay for it within money i guarantee you that's going to happen but again that's just what it is so gentlemen please be smarter please please for the love of god be smarter now off to something else this comes from the rolling stones as it reads Ezra Miller arrested again in Hawaii, this time for allegedly throwing a chair that hit a woman. Ezra Miller was arrested again in Hawaii, this time being taken in for second-degree assault after an incident at a residence in Hawaii. Per a police report, cops responded to a report of an assault at a get-together at a private house at around 1.10 a.m. During an investigation, police identified Miller as the suspect and determined that being irate after being asked to leave and report reportedly threw a chair, striking a 26-year-old female in the forehead, resulting in approximately half-inch cut. The victim declined medical treatment. Miller was subsequently arrested at around 1.30 a.m. after police found them on the road 
way during a traffic stop. Miller was released from custody at 4.05 a.m. after cops confirmed with prosecutors an investigation into the incident, however, is still ongoing. Representatives for Miller did not immediately return Rolling Stone's request for comment. The arrest is Miller's latest string, latest in a string of run-ins with law enforcement in Hawaii over the past month or so. Over the course of several weeks in March alone, Miller was reportedly the subject of at least 10 phone calls in Hilu, Hawaii. Those events were reportedly minor, with the actor accused of filming people at a gas station refusing to leave the sidewalk outside a restaurant and arguing with people. Then on March 28th, Miller was arrested after becoming aggravated by a couple singing Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow at a karaoke bar. Per the arrest report, Miller grabbed the microphone from the woman singing and later lunged at a man playing darts. Mere hours after they were arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment, Miller was released on bail and then allegedly stormed into a couple's bedroom and threatened them. Per court documents, the couple claimed that Miller burst into their bedroom and said, I will burn your slut wife. Miller was also accused of stealing a passport and wallet. The couple then filed a temporary restraining order against Miller, which a judge is expected to rule on by the end of this month. As Rolling Stone reported earlier this month, Miller's string of arrests prompted an emergency meeting of the executives at Warner Brothers and the comics giant DC to discuss the actor's future with the studio. Though the studio has time before it needs to make any hard decisions, the consensus were reported to pause any future projects involving Miller, including possible appearances in other DC Extended Universe films. Production on The Flash were also reportedly fought with drama, with one insider saying Miller has frequently meltdowns on the set. The film release was pushed from November 4th, 2022 to June 23rd, 2023. Now, with all that being said, I want to apologize first and foremost. Last week, I mentioned how DC took off Ezra Miller from being the Flash in the Flash movie. When I talked about how Amber Heard is still on the um, Aquaman movie, even though she did some things to Johnny Depp last week, I talked about it and I said that Ezra Miller was replaced. I was wrong on that, first and foremost, so I want to apologize about that. I got that wrong. And this right here, I think the guy needs some help. I don't know Ezra Miller. I don't know him like that. I mean, I've seen him in movies from time to time. I don't know if he's got some type of like uh, dysfunctioning system within himself, like really like mental health or something like that. This seems like a mental health situation because, um, Ezra Miller is only 29. So, I mean, he could probably just be suffering from the fact of being famous at a younger age. I, that could be a situation. I'm not sure what the deal is with homie. I don't, I don't know. I think he probably might just have like, some literal mental health issues out here. I don't know, because when you got that much power, okay, you would think, well, my, that much power, that much fame at the time, you would think that you could just basically go about your business, even though paparazzi is still going to be lurking around you and all that type of stuff. You're not going to live like a like a normal, normal life. I mean, you're going to have a lot more money than regular people. You're going to have a lot more eyes on you, but I would think that with the type of power that Ezra Miller type like technically holds because I mean if you got DC to not fire you yet even though you've had all these like situations in Hawaii you would think that he would be like okay I need to calm myself down I need to stay in like a room or something like get some help you would think that type of thing should enter his mind but apparently not I want to wish this guy like 
literally some type of like love and light and like some prayers to him. I really do because my God, bro, you need to relax. You need to get some help, like literally some type of help, a psychiatrist or a therapist, something like that, my guy, because you, I don't get it. I don't understand how you can just piss everything away because that's what you're doing. You're pissing everything away. All everything that you've been doing, all that goodwill that you were getting, because DC is just like Marvel. Once you got a job with DC, you basically got DC forever until they decide to kill your character off. But the Flash isn't going to get killed off, so you have a job with them forever. I don't understand how you just straight up just pissing that away. I don't understand it, but again, you have a lot of uh, factors working against you at the same time as being an actor and a whole lot of eyes on you. So again, I just want to wish you love and light. I wanted you to get some therapy. Please get some therapy, man. You you. You need it. After reading everything, those reports, yeah, you need some therapy, dude. Uh, On to our next topic here, and this comes from USA Today. Bill Murray's film, Being Mortal, suspends production over inappropriate behavior allegations, reports says. Following allegations of inappropriate behavior against actor Bill Murray on the set of Being Mortal, Searchlight Pictures has halted production on the Aziz Ansari-led film, reports says. According to reports from multiple outlets, including the New York Times and Variety, the film studios issued a letter to cast and crew on Wednesday saying the suspension occurred because of a complaint but did not go into further details. Late last week, we were made aware of a complaint. We immediately looked into it, read the letter per the New York Times and Variety. We are truly grateful to all of you for everything you've put into this project. The outlets report the complaints involves inappropriate behavior against the comedian. A representative for Searchlight Pictures confirmed to USA Today that production on the film has been halted at this time, but no further information was provided. USA Today has reached out to representatives for Murray and Nazari for comment and further details. So, this is another guy that I was that I forgot to put on the list, but this is another one of those Hollywood guys that you don't ever hear nothing really bad about Bill Murray. You don't really hear nothing bad about Bill Murray, but now we're starting to hear that he got some, like, inappropriate behavior allegations being thrown on Bill Murray too. This is what I'm saying right here. I don't, I don't get it. This is why I want people to be more smarter than what it is because I would never have thought Bill Murray would be the guy that we got to look at as being a nasty man. Bill Murray just, Bill Murray doesn't like seem that type of way to me. He's 71, about to turn 72 in September. And again, Bill Murray is just one of those guys that, I believe everybody in Hollywood and everybody out here would just think like, oh my God, he's one of those people that he's Bill Murray, like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. He's on that list to me. Like, you going to get at Bill Murray for doing something bad? Now, Bill Murray could have did something. I'm not sure. I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm not. I'm just saying he's just one of those guys that, in my opinion, he goes on the list of guys and gals that they're old Hollywood. Like, Yo, you get what you get out of me. You get to see me whenever it's a uh, promo time for me to promote a movie or it's charity time or I'm at a sporting event, that type of deal. Other than that, you ain't going to see me nowhere else. So, again, Bill Murray getting hit with inappropriate uh, allegations, it just shocks me. That's all I got to say about that. So, again, I will wait on that to see if more like situations will come out of that but for Bill Murray to get hit with inappropriate allegations is just weird but again anything could happen we are living in a weird time COVID was in 2020 everybody stay inside the house and now 
2022, but I think that that should not stop somebody's character all these years of never hearing nothing from Bill Murray, and now we're starting to hear something about Bill Murray being a nasty dude, apparently, for inappropriate actions. Uh, I, I'll put a little bit of faith on that. Like, all right, I'll put a little bit of something. I'll look into it, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that one, to be honest with you, but we shall see. Um, Earlier this week as well, we got another thing happening, but this time somebody got punched in the mouth. And this comes from USA Today in sports. Uh, as a reads, airplane passenger punched by Mike Tyson was once listed as having habitual felony offender status. The airplane passenger Mike Tyson punched Wednesday night has a long criminal record, according to court records. Melvin Townsend III of Florida was listed in 2019 as having habitual felony offender status when he was sentenced to 25 months for grand theft, according to court records with the clerk of circuit court in charlotte county florida townsend 36 also has been convicted of fraud by identity theft trafficking in property known to be stolen use or possession of drug paraphernalia and possession of a controlled substance without a prescription court record shown the conviction of grand theft property of more than three hundred, but less than five thousand dollars, stem from an incident in which Townsend stole a trailer by hitching it to his truck and later told police, "I am sorry for everything, and I was going to return the records according to the court records." Video footage published Thursday by TMZ shows Mike Tyson, the fifty-five-year-old former champion boxer, punching Townsend on a JetBlue flight at San Francisco. International Airport bound for Miami after Townsend apparently badgered Tyson. Unfortunately, Mr. Tyson had an incident on a flight with an aggressive passenger who began harassing him and threw a water ball out of him while he was in his seat. A spokesperson uh, representing Tyson told USA Today Sports, a woman who identified herself as Townsend's sister, says he is not taking calls and declined to comment further on the record. That's what they got for USA Today, the sports catalog. Here's my deal. If you're going to bother a athlete on a plane, first and foremost, don't do that. If you want to just say, hey, man, I like your work or something like that, they're going to be appreciative. They're probably going to say, oh, thank you. And then, like, go back to their uh, seat or something or just probably, like, like, brush you off like that. But if you try to get a photo of them or something like that or just try to, like, shake their hand or something, don't do that. Just... Say, hey, what's up, or something like that, and just keep it moving, keep it pushing, because they're trying to get on their flight. They're only just trying to be there for that certain amount of time. They're not really trying to, like, talk to people. Certain athletes are talkative. Now, I will admit certain athletes are talkative because they're just happy. They're happy-go-lucky guys. They're just willing to talk to people. But then you got certain people that just aren't that talkative. They're just really meant for just to be themselves. They're not, like, showtime. The red light ain't on for them. They're normal selves. So with this type of situation, I haven't seen the video, but for what I've seen from everybody on Twitter, everybody's talking about it. They're saying this guy got what he deserved. So I'll just say this. If you're going to mess with Mike Tyson, former world champion Mike Tyson, the man that everybody would say that, hey, yo, I will walk away and then the boxing match will be done that quick, Mike Tyson. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're trying to get out of that. I mean... If the report, if it's true, and which again I haven't seen the video yet, if you mean to tell me you threw a water bottle at him, what do you think was going to happen? Let's be honest. Let's just let's just play the scenario out. You're talking to Mike Tyson, guy that bit off a part of Evander Holyfield's ear, the guy that has a tattoo on his face, 
let me just make this perfectly clear. If you have a big old tattoo on your face, I don't trust you already. I'm sorry, that might be me stereotyping people, but you got a big tattoo on your face. Your face is money. People look at your face, and your face is money. Let's just make that perfectly clear. People are going to see your body, your face, and your teeth are always, like, the first thing that people are going to see. Because once you talk to somebody, you're going to immediately go to their teeth, because guess what? You're looking at their face, and you're going to see their teeth. So if they're missing a couple fronts, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Or if certain people's teeth are chipped or beaten up or dirty, you're going to already identify them, already be messed up. So let's just call that spade a spade. I'm keeping it up real with you all the way. So. If you got a big old tattoo on your face, and that's supposed to be your money, I already already are got you in a subsection in my mind. Like, okay, this guy or this gal isn't to be messed with. Leave them alone. But if you come out cheery, happy, and you got a big old tattoo on your face, I still will put you in that category. Like, hey, yo, they're still cheery and happy. Don't mess with them like that. But at least I can put you in a category like, okay, if I'm in trouble, I could call them and be like, hey, I need you to help me with this or something like that. Or if I just want to be in a talkative conversation with you, I could do that because you have that cheerful, uh, vibrant charisma towards you. Mike Tyson doesn't seem like that. Mike Tyson seems like the type of guy that'd be like sitting in his way, sitting in his chair, doing his own thing. And like looking at his phone or looking at a paper, if he does read the paper, he looks like the type of guy that'll probably read a paper. But Mike Tyson ain't the type of guy that you just gonna walk up and be like, oh my God, Mike Tyson. Yeah, you could do that. And he'll probably be like, oh, okay, man, hey, you wanna take a photo or something? And he'll probably do that with you. But on an airplane flight, I just don't see that happening. Everybody's already ready just to get on the plane, get on the destination, go about the business and all that. And you got punched in your face. So next time, Ladies and gentlemen, if you see an athlete on a plane, just say, hey, what's up to them and all that type of thing. Or just say, hey, can I get a photo with you when we land? They might say yay. They might say nay. It doesn't hurt to ask. Just do that if you want to do that. But again, please be respectful of everybody that's on a plane, whether you're an athlete, entertainer, singer, whoever, or even if you're just a regular person. Please just be respectful. From what I read in that, that guy wasn't disres- that guy was not respectful. He was disrespectful, and he got punched in the mouth for his trouble. So I'm not mad at that at all. Keep up the good work, Mike Tyson. Punch people if they are going to be disrespectful to you, because you are the former world champion, and you are literally one of the greatest boxers of all time. Keep up with the good work. Now to the final topic. This comes from NBC News, as it reads: a mummified body found in the wall of Oakland Conventional Center identifies as missing man. This was published on Tuesday as it reads, the mummified body found in the wall of Henry J. Kaiser Convention Center in Oakland, California, was identified as a 42-year-old man who vanished nearly two years ago, the coroner's office said Tuesday. The body was found in March by a construction crew during remodeling work at a historical downtown building. A worker notified what appeared to be a human body in a wall that was being deconstructed, according to Lieutenant Ray Kelly of the Almeda County Sheriff's Office. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. I never went to California, so just bear with me. Kelly said the conditions in the wall helped preserve the body identified by the Almeda County Coroner's Bureau as Joseph Edward Mechka. A cause of death is pending. Authorities previously said they believe the death was accidental and that the person died towards the top of the wall. Over the time, over time, his body slowly decayed and slipped toward the bottom of the cavity space, Lieutenant Frederick Sheavis said in a March news conference. 
No obvious trauma was observed to the victim's skeletal remains. No obvious or unnatural trauma was found indicating foul play. Based on the positional, the victim's body was found. This tragic death is most likely an accidental death. So they found a body and a wall and all right, he died by accident. I don't were they were they building the wall? Like they what what happened here? Okay, what happened? Uh the man went missing in August of 2020. So I'm not sure this building supposed to be new or is it supposed to be old? What what was it? Seriously, because if he I don't get it. I'm glad they said there was no foul play. One, so nobody's going to jail for that. One, first and foremost, thank God for that. Two, I'm sad that the family had to go two years without this person. But at least they got some... Uh, I'm glad that they're able to know where their loved one was and now they're able to get to have some closure of their loved one and knowing that, okay, they found the body, he's dead. They obviously probably already knew that, but... They have some closure in knowing, okay, he wasn't killed. He wasn't that he just died by uh tragic, like accidental death. I want to know how that happens. If there was no foul play, no uh bruising to the body, no bruising to the skull, no none of that, how how did it happen if his body was like found inside the wall? I I don't get it. I don't get it. That will be a mystery to me. I think this would be one of those mysteries that nobody will ever be able to figure out. Probably they might. They might be able to. But for me right now, I'd, I don't know. I would have no idea at all. I just wish the family of Joseph Edward Majiska. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that last name. It's M-E-J-I-C-A. You guys probably know it. Uh, but I just call it Majiska. I'm sorry for butchering. But again... I want to wish that family all my uh, well wishes, love, and condolences for uh, losing a family member in the quarantine era, still, where everybody was supposed to be inside their home in 2020 in August. But, hey, things happened. People needed to go out and get some fresh air. Something probably happened there. I don't know. I'm hoping you guys will get more details about that as the time will go on. But, again, I'm glad you guys were able to get some closure with that. You guys now know what happened to your loved one. And uh, I'm just... I just am glad you guys get some closure in that. Now, with that all being said, let me give you guys my social media uh, links so I can get you guys out of here. On Twitter, you can find me at, at My2Podcast. Instagram, My2CentsPodcast, G2. And Yahoo is where you can find me at for my email. My email is My2CentsPod at Yahoo.com. I'll spell it out for you. M-Y, the number two, not T-W-O or T-O, actually put the number two, C N. T-S-P-O-D at yahoo.com I want to throw out my email every episode because people out here, they need somebody to talk to people are um, losing their mind left and right people have, people don't have people who they can talk to they might have close relatives or close friendships with people and they don't want to be looked at in a certain way so that's the reason why my email is here I don't know none of you that are listening to this, I know some of you but a lot of you I don't know so if you ever need somebody to talk to, my email is here. Please contact me. I check my emails religiously, literally every day, morning and night, and sometimes even in the afternoons too, to make sure that, just to see if somebody will email me. Again, nobody took me up on this offer, but the offer is always here. I always want to throw it out there and uh, let you guys do, let you guys know that you guys are loved, you guys are heard for, you guys are 
um, cared for because I am here and I just want to always throw you guys that opportunity to talk to somebody and I'm here for you. Just know that if you guys do contact me, it will never be uh, publicized. The conversation that me and you have will be stayed between me and you. Now, I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Audible, Amazon Music for allowing me to uh, do what I've been doing. They Again, I always have to state this out. They can always take me off because in their terms and conditionings, they have some type of rules or something. But I'm glad that they haven't. I'm glad they've been allowing me to do what I've been doing. They allow me to rock out and say what I have to say to the public. I'm glad about that. Apple, again, I am going to constantly be on your butt until you give it to me. I need you to give me back my analytics. I need you to give me back uh, control to see who is downloading my podcast, who are downloading the episodes. That would be greatly appreciative because, again, I need to know who is downloading the episodes. I need to know what states are downloading because you want to know why. That allows me to know, okay, this state is doing this, this state is doing that. It allows me to get into further business ventures. But, again, you already know that with you doing business. So, It'll be great for you to hand me back my analytics for that. That'll be great for you to allow me to see what states are downloading my podcast. That'll be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Now, with that being said, always remember. I love you. I love you all. I thank you all. Thank you for downloading the episode. Thank you for listening to me. I want you guys to have a great Sunday and have a great rest of your week. Please pray for me because boy, oh boy, I got a lot of things to do. I got papers due. I got a music video to shoot. This is the last week of me in my spring semester before I hit my fall semester. And boy, oh boy, do I need all the prayers I can get. And also, I'll be praying for every single one of you too because everybody needs prayer. Why not? Give it to them. Um, I want to thank you all. I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I hope you guys have a great week. Please don't be a dick. Please be nice to everybody because you don't know what everybody's dealing with. And just uh, be kind and be courteous. Now, this has been my Two Cents Podcast presented by uh, G2. He is I and I am him. And this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. I love you all. I thank you all. And Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.